Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ravished, a romance novel and movie review. I'm Nick. And I'm Donna. And suddenly, episode eight, infinite possibilities. (laughs) That means only two more episodes left until we wrap up season one. And it really has been an exciting and joyous learning journey. (laughs) Definitely. Woo, episode eight. (laughs) (laughs) It feels good. And I'm so glad to be doing this podcast with you. Oh, that's so sweet. I feel the same. And, you know, it's only going to get better from here. So we decided episode 10, the last episode of the season, will be listener's choice. So make sure you send in your recommendations. And next season, we're planning on inviting some guests to co-host with us and authors who are interested in sharing their books with all of us. Yes, stay tuned. And make sure you send your recommendations for episode 10 to Twitter or our Instagram at Ravished Podcast. Uh, Season two will be here before you know it. We also plan to do a couple of holiday episodes in the coming months to celebrate love at that oh so special time of the year. Yes. Can't wait. So Nick, have you heard? Heard what? What happened? Focus, focus. Two is coming out September 30th. Can you believe it? It's literally been... 29 years since the original came out and changed every Halloween forever. Oh my goodness. That's my favorite Halloween movie next to the Addams Family and Beetlejuice. (laughs) And Sarah Jessica Parker made that movie for me. And I had such a crush on that boy. What was his name? Max. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, the best part is the original Sanderson sisters are going to be part of it. Awesome. I love this movie and it makes my heart so happy as I eat candy corn and popcorn around Halloween time every year. Sorry for those of you who don't like candy corn. It's delicious and the pumpkins are literally the best. (laughs) Uh, Barfaroni. (laughs) I can hack about three original candy corns and as far as those pumpkins... They're just way too sweet, like cringe, sugary. Mm. But, <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, that that's a timeless tale and movie. I must be a part in watching as soon as possible. Unfortunately, I will not be reviewing my planned book for this week due to some scheduling conflicts. But Donna, I hear you have a real doozy lined up for us. Yes. Unfortunately, this is not going to be a review of the third book in the Trap series that I've been hunting for. Oh, I know. But a few weeks ago, I went to my local Barnes and Noble and bought myself a copy of Do You Want to Start a Scandal by Tessa Dare. It's a Regency romance book. And this is where it gets kind of confusing. It's the fourth book in the Castles Ever After series. And the fifth book of a Spindle Cove series. So it's part of both series, which is, I've never heard of a book doing that, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) um, I don't think I've read any of the other books in either of these series, unfortunately, but this was honestly a good book. And when I was at Barnes and Noble, it was the only book 
that I picked up and was reading the back of, I was literally there for like 30 minutes looking at all these books in the romance section, but it was the only one that caught my eye and made me want to read. And by the first hour, I was already on chapter five. So I was was pleasantly surprised. (laughs) Sounds like it. So, you know, when you told me about this book, I actually looked up a little bit about Tessa Dare since I've never heard of her. Mm-hmm. And first, her name sounds like the perfect romance author name, you know, ooh, Tessa mm-hmm. Dare. Yes. And <laughs> next, she's actually very accomplished. She's a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author, and she's won two reader awards along with other writing accolades. So she's doing something right. Definitely. She is very talented. Um, just from her writing style, how it caught me and drew me in. I really liked how she was writing and on her bio on her website, it says mixing wit, sensuality, and emotion. Tessa writes Regency set romance novels that feel relatable to modern readers. My kind of writer, (laughs) her storytelling definitely pulled me in and kept me captivated throughout the majority of the book. Like I felt like I could relate to her character, even though we're, almost 200 years apart. Right. That's what I was going to say. That's good. You know, you want to feel connected to the characters and kind of relatable. So who do you think would be a fan of this book? Well, readers who enjoy Regency romance. Hello, me. Hi. (laughs) And want a little mystery thrown in along with a few steamy moments. I think this book would be an easy, enjoyable read for you. It's pretty lighthearted, like my last book was. And I Mm -hmm. definitely found myself smiling and even laughing at some of the scenes in the book. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you're enjoying those drama-free books lately. And I don't blame you. I mean, it's it's as important to be choosy in what we read as it is in what we watch or listen to. Yeah, I agree. We don't want to let in only negativity. I mean, Mm -hmm. the book isn't completely drama free or what a bore, but it's not like there's all this woe and dread every two seconds and the main character isn't constantly conflicted by self doubt. You know, every other word is, Ooh, right. What will everyone else think? Ooh, it's not like that. So I liked how it was pretty upbeat for the most part. (laughs) Nice. So are you ready for the description? Bring it on. Here we go. On the night of the Parkhurst ball, someone had a scandalous tryst in the library. Was it Lord Canby with the maid on the divan or Miss Fairchild with the rake against the wall? Perhaps the butler did it. All Charlotte Highwood knows is this. It wasn't her. But rumors to the contrary are buzzing. Unless she can discover the lover's true identity, she'll be forced to marry Piers Brandon, Lord Granville, the coldest, most arrogantly handsome gentleman she's ever had the misfortune to embrace. When it comes to emotion, the man hasn't got a clue. But as they set about finding the mystery lovers, Piers reveals a few secrets of his own. The oh-so-proper Marquess can pick locks, land punches, tease with sly wit, and melt a woman's knees with a single kiss. Wow. (laughs) Very impressive. The only thing he guards more fiercely than Charlotte's safety is the truth about his dark past. 
Their passion is intense. The danger is real. Soon, Charlotte's feeling torn. Will she risk all to prove her innocence or surrender it to a man who has sworn to never love? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think this may have been a book that you would have pulled off the shelf at Barnes & Noble to read? Um, probably. Um, nowadays, I mean, you know, I like that real deep, like heavy substance filled Mm -hmm. stuff. (laughs) But, um, it seems like a sweet romance, you know, very romantic and passionate and intense, like you said. So I may. (laughs) I mean, I just lately have been wanting to stay away from the deep you know let's get into our feelings and into the what does this mean I don't know it just hasn't been for me lately and I've enjoyed the escape of some more lighthearted books right yeah I understand I mean well you're gonna have to get over that because my next book is pretty heavy (laughs) so balance it out for you oh lordy so steam ahead matey let's hear about this book aye aye captain (laughs) (laughs) all right the setting is 1819 and let's uh, uh, say this correctly nottinghamshire england yeah that ain't right uh (laughs) can i say it sure okay Nottinghamshire, England. <laughs> we don't know. Again, still, Bridget Jones taught us nothing. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> our female lead is Charlotte Highwood, and our male lead is Piers Brandon, Lord Granville. From the book description, it doesn't seem like these two are a likely match. So how did they get thrown together to potentially get married? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. The book starts from Charlotte's perspective. Literally, this is how it starts. It's during a ball at a house party, like was said in the description. And she's creeping down the hallway, following peers into the library. Okay. So from what you've told me about Regency era romance, that sounds like she's trying to trap him into marrying her or something. <laughs> but she doesn't want to marry him. From what the book description was saying, so. Very good observation. (laughs) So a little backstory. Charlotte's mother is very obvious in her attempts to throw her daughter to a rich titled man Mm. because she wants her daughter to have a secure future. I mean, what mother wouldn't? However, even though her intentions are good, she pretty much doesn't want Charlotte to have to struggle the way she did when Charlotte's dad died. It was really rough on her trying to, you know, raise her children. Um, But even though it's good intent, all of her rash attempts to make Charlotte like married to somebody makes her actually a joke of the town. So she gets this nickname Charlotte the Harlot because of how desperate some of the incidents look to other people. They don't know her mom is like creating all these messy, I don't even know what to call them, uh, happenings. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, yikes, mom. Stop it. For real, moms across time embarrass their daughters. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So because of all of this, you know, scandal that's been attached to her name, Charlotte feels compelled to warn Pierce. So she wants him to know since he's very eligible and single and high ranking, like her mother is looking for, she wants Pierce to know, I don't have any intention on marrying you. Stay away from me. We can make a plan where you go to this function and I'll go over here. So we're never even together because I have plans. I don't want to get married. I want to travel the continent of Europe with my friend Delia. And that has nothing to do with you. So (laughs) she's trying to save him. Yeah. So she's, she's pretty much trying to save him from her mother. Yes. Kind of like how we try to save our husbands from our mother. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just kidding. mom. She loves them. (laughs) They love her too. She's crazy. Uh, (laughs) So Charlotte's putting in a very bold effort trying to save Pierce. Mm-hmm. However, while they're talking, someone is trying to walk into the library. And luckily, Pierce and Charlotte have enough time where Pierce grabs her and they jump on this window seat. And there's a curtain and he closes the curtain around them. So the people mm-hmm. walking into the library don't have any idea they're there. And they start making love. <laughs> oh, my God. How awkward and scandalous. Oh, yes. Especially, you know, Charlotte's a virginal young lady. (laughs) So she's very uncomfortable. And whenever the two lovers are done, Charlotte and Pierce, you know, it would make sense for them to hurry up and get their butts back to the ball. But they start talking about who they think it could be. And of course, in walks someone else, which happens to be Edmund. Delia Charlotte's best friend's younger brother because his parents are the ones hosting this you know house party he Mm. comes into the room and he creates this huge loud commotion saying that Piers was trying to murder Charlotte because he insists the noise that he heard was of someone almost dying you know the love making noises from earlier he thought that was my god yeah so awkward and because he makes such a ruckus Edmund's father Sir Parkhurst and Charlotte's mother who aka couldn't be more proud of her daughter for snagging a Marquess walk in and it's a big deal (laughs) wow clearly a huge misunderstanding that's what Charlotte's trying to say but no one will listen and (laughs) before anyone can discuss anything pierce blurts out that he and charlotte are actually gonna get married wait what why would he do that well small spoiler one of the secrets pierce has is that he's actually a spy for england (laughs) oh my goodness he was actually in sir parker's library to make sure he didn't have any secrets that could be embarrassing to him before england trusts him with this like critical mission in australia Oh, so Pierce was making sure there's no dirt on Sir Parkhurst that could be used against him like blackmail if he takes his important job. 
Yes, except, you know, even Sir Parkhurst doesn't know about Pierce's affiliation with the government as a spy because it's a secret. Uh, So Pierce has to hide his tracks and he jumps on this story that he and Charlotte were actually having an affair. And he thinks, you know, might as well set it down. She's pretty enough and she was funny enough to have conversation with. So why not? Okay, yeah, he sounds real romantic. Right? What a knight in shining armor. (laughs) (laughs) And surprise, surprise, Charlotte doesn't want to play along. (laughs) She wants her freedom. Yes, ladies. She planned on traveling Europe with her best friend, and all of this would ruin everything for her and Delia. Also, I mean, she wants to be married for love and be happy, not stuck in what she thinks a loveless marriage will be. Prison, hello. For sure. And I'm assuming she goes kicking and screaming all the way along the book? (laughs) So that's definitely her plan initially. You know, she figures if she can discover the identity of the actual lovers who met in the library that night, that she and Pierce would be able to be free and go about their lives and put all this behind them. However, Pierce would rather her marry him. He's not really helpful with her pursuits of discovering who the lovers were, but he joins her in some you know, passion begins to spark between them because he just stays by her side like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a time in the world where men and women couldn't be alone together, I'm sure they grew quite close. Definitely. Charlotte begins, you know, of course, to fall deeply in love with Pierce and he keeps his walls up literally until the very end and she is very frustrated he does you know have a couple scenes where he becomes vulnerable though randomly for instance charlotte gets a breakfast tray sent to her room and it has this pretty purple flower on the side of the tray that she touches but actually it was a poisonous plant and that causes her to go in a coma and Pierce is terrified because he's the one who finds her in the hallway passed out thinking she's about to die. And, you know, as soon as he sees her like that, he runs to get the best doctors and then without even saying anything to her, publishes their engagement in the newspapers and goes and gets them a marriage license. Dang. Without her knowing about it? Yeah, she had no idea until she woke up from this coma and she felt you know she was getting her cake and eating it too because she got to enjoy Pierce and his kisses and cuddles and loving but then she was also like well if I discover this mystery I'm still gonna get to go hang out in Europe with my bestie but (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think Pierce doesn't realize he actually really cares for Charlotte. And this is him trying to find a way to protect her by making sure she stays close to him. That's what it seems like. Yeah. When it comes to love, I mean, especially for men and especially Regency romance novels, it seems like it takes a while longer for them to get it. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, in my last book, it was the woman though. So true. I remember it was harder for her. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. So the majority of the book, uh, obviously, is about Charlotte trying to discover the identity to the secret lovers while falling for Pierce. But also, like I said, she's almost killed. So she's also trying to discover who could have poisoned her. And all that's so exciting, of course, until the very end. Blah. When the two lovers are unmasked. And the poisoning ends up actually just being a huge accident. Oh, so all that buildup and it wasn't the ending you were looking for? Yes. I mean, even in the, you know, book description, it says real danger. It wasn't real. So that was like, what? I mean, I was so sucked into this book and the reality that Tessa Dare created, but the end for it not to be a fun action-packed or like actual nefarious plot happening in the background like someone Mm. really trying to murder her because he's a spy and he loves her but it's just a simple explanation for all the things that happened it was like wah 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 (laughs) yeah like it dudded out at the end hmm that's disappointing Mm -hmm. did you think their love story was believable though I think the characters were actually very compatible. I liked how she wrote each of them as a person. Yeah. Um, and I truly enjoyed their romance. So, yeah, I think it was believable. But towards the end of the book, it just seemed a bit lacking. Oh, so the whole book except the end was good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a bummer. But... Okay, so what do you rate it out of five stars? I'm going to give it three stars. Uh, Amazon rated it 4.5 stars. It is a really well-written story. And it has so many great elements. Nothing is like out of the ordinary. But it was only enjoyable for me about 80% of the book. In the last 20%, it kind of seemed like a different author was writing it. (laughs) Wow, interesting. Do you think you might read this book? Not now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Probably I not. mean, she's seriously maybe. a gr- <laughs> she's a great author. So maybe a different one of her books would catch your eye because it was really good writing, you know. Yeah. But that's my review of Do You Want to Start a Scandal? <laughs> It was nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Why don't you tell us what you have in store for us in episode nine? Okay. Well, it's a surprise again, but I can (laughs) tell y'all it's got me fired up. Ooh. It's a passionate and brilliant novel with a pure romance making hearts fulfilled. (laughs) Ooh, I can't wait. (laughs) Me neither. So, well, everyone, that concludes our review of Do You Want to Start a Scandal? Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Ravish Podcast. Yes, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. 
continue to tweet us and tag us and tell us what you want us to review. Remember, episode 10 will be a listener's choice. Bye.